0: You ready to play musical chairs? The rules are simple: circle the chairs. Once the music stops, sit down. Whichever diva is without a chair is eliminated. Maestro, if you're ready, let the games begin. Punk, this is like a game for people who are straight edge, right? And have nothing to do. You guys, uh, this, this is actually this uh, is actually a game for people who are trying to uh, pass wrestling to school. The future is now.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. This is your boy, Primo Nando. And your boy, Larry Larry, a.k.a. Block
2: Steiner. Block Steiner? Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's with all the Steiner stuff? Man, I love the Steiner Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Scott, at least. I'm mean, one of the big fan of Rick. The dog face dog I'm a liar, dude. Dog face gremlin was dope too. Hell yeah, the Steiner Brothers. I, I forget how I I think I was watching the old Royal Rumbles before we went to go see uh the Rumble in Houston. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when they came out for their Rumble spots they got huge pops back in the day, man. The Steiner brothers were dope, but I don't even know why they were
2: just two white boys that looked like they just got out of college because they wore Litterman jackets and then like Rick still wore the headgear, <laughs> and they just would go out there and just suplex people, bud. And then Scott Steiner was doing all kind of crazy moves. Yeah. yeah they were doing Frankensteiners and Steiner screwdrivers and all kind of stuff that you shouldn't be doing on people. And he was super. He was starting to experiment with steroids, with nobody wanted to call him <laughs> out. Like, come yeah. on, man.
1: Did I ever send... Oh, I think I have to send it to you still where there's uh, on TNA's first ever pay-per-view. There's like that knockoff Scott Steiner guy. I I have to send you like... Oh, please do. At first, when you just look at it from the thumbnail, it looks like it's Scott Steiner, but it's definitely not Scott Steiner. Well, I need to see that. (laughs) I'll have to. I'll I'll show it to you after. Nice. (laughs) Well, welcome back to another episode. And yes, this is technically episode... 31 and i think after after the amazing episode from last week it's uh i am looking forward to this episode if you shenanigans so much shenanigans so just to kind of play recap there was a huge shift from the season premiere episode to last week's episode where now michael cole has really gone full heel where he is pretty much dogging the show and kicking right into it i i guess i'll lead right into the episode where yeah this is episode 31 but technically it's episode september 21st 2010 and we come from the u.s cellular coliseum in bloomington illinois i don't think i've ever heard of this place because when i think of illinois i always think of chicago yeah i have no idea yeah (laughs) but uh shout out to the folks in um a in blooming- Bloomington, Bloomington, A Bloomington, Blooming, Bluffington, A <laughs> <Ay. laughs> bluffington <laughs> Illinois. But yes, shout out to you guys and shout out to Doug, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bluffington. I bet that's not the first time people from Bloomington have I've heard that. Is this where Doug is from? It's like no, no. <laughs> I even know no, Wait. no, no fool. That was more what than that? thirty years ago. What? <laughs> more than thirty years ago, Cody. <laughs> right, Smoking mirrors. <laughs> so to start off the show, yeah, they uh, they recap the Vicky and Caitlin storyline from last week, along with the obstacle course. And going into the same point I was making is that Michael Cole has definitely gone 100% 100% heel and is totally trashing the show and you can tell that they're going with this direction because they included all that commentary in this mm-hmm. video package. Yeah. So you clearly know that it wasn't by accident. It that, wasn't a shoot. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They are purposely going in this direction where Cole is really just dogging the whole NXT concept and the show itself. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they added those lines, especially the war correspondent when they still <laughs> snuck that in there. I was a war <laughs> correspondent. <laughs> so as as I watched the season three intro, I am now hyped at this point. I literally watched this episode recently and I was hyped. Now I got into the, the theme song, too. I'm like, you make the rain fall. And I was like totally hyped into it. Bought in. But I, I was all <laughs> in at this point. And my excitement was even more like juiced up when I saw that Josh was by himself because they were continuing the storyline where Michael Cole had quit NXT at the end of the broadcast last Mm. week. So Josh is sitting next to an empty chair and all of a sudden I hear a theme song that I have not heard in a good while and not even that theme song. The other theme song Mm (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> mr this fire burns not Kane, but uh, but mr cm punk himself i was wow i would that threw me back i was not expecting to hear that song uh, you know i think that
2: I think this song was Randy Orton's
1: first. It was, yeah. There we go. Yeah, All yeah. right. Randy Orton came out to this once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Dude, it, that one back on the show. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "Well, we'll just give it to." This is a. This is also a real song from Killswitch Engage. So it's funny knowing that they gave it to Orton at first, and then they just kind of gave it to CM Punk when he was uh in. The revitalized ECW. It's a good song, man. It is a like, good song, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he
2: may have switched it to cult of personality, but hey man, this fire burns is a dope song it is. for
1: like the straight edge superstar Sam mm-hmm. Punk.
2: It was perfect.
1: Yeah. No, uh, I totally agree. And that's why I got hyped up because I remembered that he came back on commentary, but I didn't know he came back to it this quickly. I forgot he was wearing that stupid coat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as, as punk walks down to the ring he's in his full gear but he's wearing this coat like this
2: big overcoat it was like the type of coat that they give to the retired football players yeah. when they get into the hall of fame
1: yeah no it was uh it was perfect and i think it pretty much set the tone for this episode where he joins josh on commentary and he doesn't uh Josh kind of goes for a handshake, but he doesn't, you know, shake his hand, obviously. But then Josh kind of fires back by giving him an, an 8x10 of uh, Josh Matthews' own 8 by 10 and uh, Punk just rips it up. <laughs>
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to NXT. And, well, as you can see by the empty chair to my left, Michael Cole has stayed true to his word. He's Quit NXT. Take your televisions off of mute and enjoy this hour of full free television. who it is, CM Punk, hey, uh, oh, punk, how you doing buddy, thanks for joining me, I uh, apparently shut, up taken... shut, shut up and sit down, I didn't know who was going to be here, so I got this for you, Oh, that's a picture of me, that's great, thank you very much, yeah, thanks for joining, okay, thanks Matt, well we're here, what, what, what are you doing? Well, uh, I know a lot of people did not think I was a fan of NXT, but I love NXT Season 3, I love women. And uh, NXT for me is sort of like a, uh, a car crash or being arrested. It's no fun when it happens yourself, but watching other people do it, it's hilarious. And right now, if we could please pitch to my good buddy Matt Jefferson, Darcy Stryker.
1: Yeah, I remember Punk doing commentary for NXT, and I think he briefly appeared on maybe Raw or SmackDown. What did he
2: say? He said uh, NXT is an. Op- he said it's something that you don't want wished upon you, but when. <laughs> when you get to see somebody else do it
1: it's it's a hell of a show or something yeah, like that yeah, i
2: was yeah. like wow he really just <laughs> snuck that in there
1: yeah yeah oh dude he i might even just do a compilation of all of the jokes that he has said throughout this whole episode because there's so many it's, it's like a it's kind of like a stand-up com- comedian that tells too many jokes that you have to kind of re-watch it just to listen to everything that he snuck in there because he snuck in so oh, many things was- he was ripping. He was on fire. It was great. Yeah. So the uh, the diva rookies come down to ring, and Caitlyn is now doing her trademark robot dance that mm-hmm. she did from the initial dance off. So that she's adding that to her her gimmick. <laughs> then I thought I wrote here that uh, I thought it was pretty cute seeing uh, Mrs. Punk come out, come down to ringside as Punk is doing commentary. Just because you know. It's cute. <laughs> Are they dating at this point? Like, do they I they don't, not even know when they started dating? They I, just got married. Like, I know. Like I don't, we're married now. What? Yeah, I don't know if they started or if maybe this is like the very, very first start of it because there's a line that he says later on that I'll mention, but maybe maybe at this point yeah, they I were, have no idea, to be yeah. perfectly honest. Then, then another thing that Punk says is as uh, Jamie Keyes is coming down to the ring, he's like, wait a minute, didn't she win season two? <laughs> Why is she out here? You know, no, if she was ringing out there. Like, oh. <laughs> so there, are, I think this is the thing I was mentioning last week, where there, uh, there's a lot of mixed feelings between them making a crack out of this whole season. But I think when you think of it in the positive light, that you can genuinely tell that Josh, Michael Cole, and CM Punk are just really having a blast, just like going. By the cuff, I would say.
2: Yeah, just kind of freestyling it. Like it just you have to have the right kind of wits to be able to survive like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And they they make the most out of it and it's really good. It's kind of like doing this podcast, I think, where if you find the right groove and like really care about the subject matter, because you know they deep down they really cared about every boy and girl in the locker room Mm -hmm. how we mentioned in the last episode where they're not out there burying them but they know the status of the show and they know like the circumstances that at this point might as well just make uh make light of the situation exactly yeah yeah and this completely played off throughout this episode and i'm pretty sure throughout the whole season so after that then we have matt Stryker, and he kind of recaps how much of a great showing that jamie had uh last week where she had won her matchup and then she had won the joke off con uh contest and then vicky guerrero again comes out to interrupt the segment she says oh i should say uh, at this point josh also sneaks one in there i don't know if you caught it where he's like man this show really has too many open mics <laughs> Look everyone. everyone's just like
2: I didn't and, even catch that. Yeah, I, I, oh, Hala, I had just busted
1: laughing there. He was like, "Oh man, there's too many open mics." <laughs> mm-hmm. So Vicky tells Caitlin that uh, she only won last week's obstacle course because of her uh, of her help showing her how to run the perfect course. So I really like that consistency in the storyline where mm. she's really uh, kind of making her victory over uh, undershadowed, I should say, because Vicky wants to like take the spotlight at this point. So. Really good heel character work again by mm, yep. by Miss Guerrero. She says that she's gonna face Jamie one on one tonight, but before that, she wants to bring out a special pair of guests. I would say, and yeah, we get the return of Lay Cool, and they come out sporting uh, double double divas titles. Yes, <laughs> because apparently. I brought this up last time. They made history at Night of Champions by becoming the undisputed Divas champ Co-Divas Championships, because at this point they had unified the Women's That's Championship. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. they uh, they also pull a Vicky and are claiming that the only reason Caval won Season 2 is because he had uh, them as their pros. Of course. That's absolute facts. <laughs> and I did a quick search because I was like, oh, yeah, that was... I mean, to us, it felt like forever since we, you know, have just picked up on season three. But mm-hmm. this technically is only three weeks out after Caval, <laughs> uh, after Caval had won season two. I was like, oh, okay. I had done a quick check. And yeah, at this point, this is September of 2010. And Caval actually doesn't cash in his guaranteed championship prize until Survivor Series later that year. So uh, when we get to it, we will definitely cover how that ends up going on. Mm-hmm. So... Laycool pretty much is uh, making fun of each of the, the rookies until Kelly Kelly comes down to ringside and starts defending them. And then she makes a open challenge to Lay Cool, saying that they should uh, have a six-woman tag team match later tonight with Kelly Kelly, Naomi, and uh, Jamie going up against Caitlyn and Laycool. And yeah, they accept the match and that will be the main event for later tonight. After that, we go to commercial break and... We see a graphic showing the night of champions results and a quick update on that from our season one cast. This is the pay-per-view where Daniel Bryan actually beat the Miz for the U.S. title. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Something was looking real familiar about this yeah. <laughs> as it was coming up. I was like, wait a minute. I think I know what happens here. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Daniel Bryan technically is the first rookie out of the NXT cast to win a championship at this point. Mr. DB himself. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Afterwards, we have our first challenge of the night, which is a musical chairs challenge. Striker reminds the rookies that uh, the rules of the season where the rookie that gets the most challenged victories will gain immunity on the elimination week. So he recaps it and Naomi is in the lead currently with two victories and Jamie and Caitlin both have one victory apiece. So, uh... As they start this uh, musical ca- chairs thing, Punk says, like, no, this is actually a, a game that you learn when you're trying to, uh, when you're trying to pass wrestling school. <laughs> I bet you he ain't lying, either. I know. <laughs> I bet you he ain't lying. I was
2: like, you know what? We didn't really do nothing ridiculous like that, but I could only imagine how
1: it was in, like, 98, 99. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, because this is way before wrestling schools got more legit, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I would not doubt that, you know, there's out there playing musical chairs, to see who had to like clean up certain things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killing I... me. <laughs> you know what? What I thought was weird about this too is like, do they not tell them what they're about to do? Like they all up there in like heels and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm
1: pretty sure they don't tell them at all. It's like, hey, y'all just gonna walk down to the ring. <laughs> yeah. Cause kind of the same point that you had made during the first challenge or uh the during the capture the flag one oh
2: yeah, Naomi was out there in sneakers, and everybody else had wrestling boots.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they don't give them. I'm pretty sure they just tell them, oh, there's gonna be some challenges, but because <laughs> I think that's what also makes the the talk to talk segments really entertaining is because they don't give them mm. a heads up of yeah, what.
2: they probably just tell them, yeah, it's not an obstacle course, but it's just
1: a challenge. Yeah,
2: like, okay, oh, wear something cute. It's like,
1: yeah. <laughs> so kind of traditional rules of musical chairs where there's one less chair and then whoever doesn't sit on it gets eliminated and caitlin is the first one to go uh, i thought it was pretty funny because the camera work shows uh vicky guerrero and she's already hella pissed off when, mm-hmm. <laughs> when caitlin's the first one to go then josh uh or i should say uh, Josh asks Punk, uh, how does he feel sitting in, in the chair of a legend in reference to Michael Cole? Mm-hmm. And then Punk's like, Well, I'm sure he's corresponding, and there's got to be a war somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just, just these smart, alecky like, uh, wisecracks. wisecracks like, so that Boom. It, it's, yeah, he hits him like so, so quick, man. Uh, so afterwards, Jamie is eliminated, and then Maxine, they, uh, Maxine starts fighting a little bit with Oksana, but uh it's it's they even make light of it too where Oksana doesn't even try to fight. She just is just trying to stay in her seat during the I'm telling whole, you,
2: man, Maxine, she violent, bro.
1: <laughs> it's all that uh mixed breeding <laughs> that she has going on that she's like Five five or six different uh backgrounds. The, it's a whole different like bunch of ethnicities of fury
2: to just be mad, like <laughs> just coming out manifesting through her it's just violent actions that wants to be on top. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which one is the alpha alpha woman in this case of, of the of the backgrounds? <laughs> I'm
2: telling you, man,
1: Maxine is
2: looking alpha. <laughs> alpha dog or alpha
1: wolf. Alpha wolf, yes afterwards then oksana is eliminated and yeah aj ends up winning this uh this challenge here and there's even some uh some good sportsmanship where aj and naomi kind of uh hug it out at the end of course yeah it wasn't
2: nothing but fun they wouldn't want to try and twist no ankles and no heels yeah aj had advantage you know she was out there in them chuck taylors so yeah Stay with the footwear, man.
1: The footwear is key to victory. That's how you're going to win this season. You just got to have consistent good footwear. <laughs> yeah, It definitely worked out for her in this case. <laughs> See, So afterwards, we go to commercial break. And when we come back, then we have Oksana's intro video package.
0: Oksana. I'm original from Lithuania. I came to United States in 2001. I didn't know English, but I was so exciting because my dream was to be a professional figure athlete. I was twice Lithuanian fitness champion. I was New York pro figure champion. And in 2009, I won Miss International
1: figure. Arnold, after the show, he interviewed me. It was so exciting to meet him. WWE Divas is Sexy, smart, and powerful. I think it's the most important is
0: be uh, smart. Because if you're smart, you know how to be sexy and powerful.
2: Asha so, second team, WWE Diva.
1: Kind of the thing we had mentioned last week where I think for what she has learned so far from the beginning of the year till now in September, which is probably like nine months of wrestling. black hair Oksana come? I think after the season. Oh, really? Yeah. I. Oh no, I think even until maybe 2012. Oh, because crap. that's when she uh, teamed up with Cesaro, mm. and I think that's when Black Hair Oksana came into place wow okay yeah 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 I, th- I actually forgot about the whole black hair until you said it no yeah. that's
2: what i i know her most for is being mm-hmm. black hair oxana and she's uh, messed with teddy long mm-hmm.
1: oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez mm-hmm. there's that whole yeah i, I forgot how Oksana. much <laughs>
2: let's make it a
1: tag team match <laughs> hello. 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 Dude, I forgot how much of a key player she was. I thought she was kind of nah, done, done after this. Yeah,
2: Axana nah, was doing stuff, bro. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she All she she did some stuff after this. She got a little spotlight. She, I think, like I could have swore she had her hair got darker and her arms got bigger.
1: Yeah, her arms definitely got way. I mean, they're already big here, but they got even bigger. It was
2: hella big. I was like, what is? Whoa.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm definitely gonna. Uh, what's the What's the thing that you do when you uh, you you favored a video. I'm, I'm doing that See? on Oksana's career right now because <laughs> I need to keep track of her. You. So after that, we continue with Oksana where there's a backstage promo with Oksana and Goldust and they are uh, planting the seeds for a future storyline because Oksana is uh kind of sad. And then Goldust starts asking her about like, oh did you just see the promo that they played on you is it was, it was really good. And she's like, no, I didn't see it. And and she the,
2: said she's going to get deported. Yeah. So and he was going to help her not get deported. But then it was like, what? And then they did the go dust inhale at the end. So I was like, oh, this is cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're, uh, they're playing the seeds for a storyline that I very much remember happening, but I will not spoil it until we get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So afterwards, Punk, uh, I should say, Josh asked Punk if he if he had any conversations like that with his rookie, and Punk says, like, I don't remember having any conversations with my rookie. <laughs> so, yeah, heading <laughs> back to Mr. Darren Young from season one. <laughs> uh, afterwards, we have a raw rebound, and I will talk about this because there is a slight nexus update here where at Hell in a Cell, John Cena will go one-on-one with Wade Barrett, but there are a couple of stipulations here where if Mr. Cena wins, the Nexus has to disband. But if Mr. Barrett wins, Mr. Uh, Stu Bennett here, <laughs> if he wins, then John Cena must join the Nexus. Yeah. So I also remember what happens, but will not say it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't. Because this is Super Cena versus the Nexus. Way Super Cena. I think at this point, even they had booted out uh Justin Gabriel, I think, from the Nexus. Yeah. Oh, no. No no. no, no, no. It was uh Darren Young. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They booted Darren Young at this point. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, after- CM Punk didn't talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he didn't bring it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't know what happens to Darren Young for the longest time, because I don't even think he forms the primetime players yet.
2: No, that was later.
1: Yeah. So I don't know what they do with Darren Young after he yeah, got booted. He
2: was just not doing nothing for a while. And they made him get a haircut. Yeah. They made him... <laughs> he, I think he went back to FCW for a little bit.
1: Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Because he came back as a primetime player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I feel like that was probably in 2012. But I think after he got booted from nexus we didn't see him for a hot minute no yeah man he just pretty came back with another nxt person yeah (laughs) (laughs) no you think about it yes cool so afterwards we go to commercial break and we have maxine going one-on-one with aj i think that as uh maxine and alicia fox are walking down the ring i think just from a visual standpoint I think they're probably the best pro and rookie pairing because
2: yeah, they look the best together. And yeah, yeah, unless you want to say like whenever Oxana wear gold. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah when yeah. she could match with Goldie, it looked good. Yeah, but that's just like more just appealing to his aesthetic. But just like as a tag team, of two people who looked good together, mm-hmm. I'd say yeah, Maxine and um, Ms. Maxine Fox. and Fox. Mm-hmm. So unless uh, you want to go with the
1: Bariquas, yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they look good, dude. As far as the traditional sense, I'll, I'll give it to those two. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so uh, as uh, <laughs> here I have CM Punk says that the only uh, Punk says that he's probably the only one not wearing makeup because he brings up Maxine, AJ Tony Jimmel. <laughs> Dude, uh, he's on fire, like we said, <laughs> during this whole thing. Him. So they recapped the fight between AJ and Maxine from earlier tonight And, or I should say from the uh, joke off segment from last week and yeah, kind of bringing back the matchup that we were talking about with Jamie and Oksana to do the comparison. You see the huge difference between this one-on-one match between AJ and Maxine, where I had researched it, where Maxine and AJ actually had their in-ring debut in FCW at the same time Mm. in uh, July of 2009. And right off the bat, you see it in the difference on how both girls bumped Mm -hmm. where last week, Jamie was kind of selling the upward Mm -hmm. (laughs) bump and yeah. And these two girls right off the bat, you can tell that they definitely have more experience on, on how they were working together. Mm. Uh, Punk makes fun of uh, Michael Cole saying vintage Maxine. (laughs) (laughs) She starts hitting some offensive moves here and yeah, she even hit a really nice suplex on, uh, on AJ that, Mm both uh competitors sold really well. But then uh AJ has really good offense here too where she does those really nice flying clotheslines and it makes sense because of her uh her size that I think gave it,
2: it was th- funny like Maxine and AJ is kind of the same size.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just that AJ's a little bit more lean than she is like muscular wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, I think they did a good job of mm-hmm. uh kind of playing to that where they still made AJ, AJ of course the the underdog of this uh this matchup. I thought they worked pretty well together. So in the closing sequence, the only thing is uh, the match was pretty good until the finish where Maxine goes for a brain buster. At least that's what CM Punk calls it. <laughs> but it was weird because brain
0: buster!
1: so Maxine hits it on AJ and clearly hits it. But afterwards, an AJ just kind of rolls over and pins her and gets the victory at 228. Uh, what do you think was supposed to happen here? I don't know. <laughs> I, I f- my only thought was that maybe as she was doing the brain buster, AJ was supposed to roll her into a small package. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah, you know they they do the suplex and then curl back down and do a yeah. small
2: package. Maybe that, but she just got dropped. <laughs> yeah,
1: she got dropped clean. But then AJ just rolled over and pinned Maxine, which is yeah. So I think that was the only uh, misstep in the match. Suspect. Yeah. <laughs> but uh other than that i think yeah i think they definitely had really good chemistry throughout the matchup afterwards then we have uh see <laughs> CM- oh i should say i i died laughing after aj pinned uh maxine because punk said like oh oh man i thought francine was gonna win that <laughs> josh is like maxine maxine oh yeah who did i say and he josh is like ah never mind <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so After the match, uh, Michael Cole comes down in the ring and instantly gets booed by the whole audience.
0: Can I have your attention, please? Oh, what's this? Go ahead! Boo! 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 Because guess what? You guys are in the minority! Because I know that there is a silent majority out there. I've heard the rumblings. I've received the phone calls, I've received the text messages, I've received the tweets. I saw that survey on WWE.com. In fact, last night on Monday Night Raw, I had about a dozen notes passed to me at ringside telling me, Michael Cole, please, please, please return to NXT. So ladies and gentlemen, for all of you, all of you, my loyal fans, The Coal Miners, <laughs> I have decided that Michael Cole is returning to NXT. Oh. Thank you. Wow. Thank you very much. Wow. Hey, handshake. handshake's not enough, buddy, thank you. Good
1: to see you. CM Punk even says, like, oh man, don't worry. This show is still terrible. Winter without me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, he hugs both Michael Cole. No, I should say he hugs both CM Punk and uh, Josh Matthews as he comes back to uh, the commentator's desk. Oh man. Afterwards, we uh, go to commercial. And right off the bat, like as soon as I see that they're going to do the talk to talk challenge, Michael Cole just does an infamous groan. He was like, ugh. <laughs> But in my head, I just knew that this is going to be amazing because it's going down. It's going down no matter what. So in case this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, the rules for a talk to talk challenge is that each rookie gets about 60 seconds to talk about a subject that Matt Stryker assigns to them and that the judges are the, the audience. So they'll choose the winner based on reaction. Did you have any uh, scoring here for the league? Of lady?
2: course, man. I score them all. Alrighty, <laughs> alrighty.
1: So, all righty. All righty. So, Miss uh, uh, Jamie goes mm-hmm. first, and her topic is teeth. One. Ooh. Because I went
2: by the rules. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how well you speak. If you're not going to speak about what you're supposed to
1: speak on, <laughs> you're fired, man. Yeah. One. Yeah. Not only that, during this whole thing, Michael Cole interrupts her, of course, on commentary, and he's like, "Hey, is my gong out?" Here? <laughs> and then, this is the part we were talking about that like, that Matt Striker is hooked up yeah. to their company because he could not stop laughing a- after Cole had said that. Like he clearly was just like laughing on the oh, microphone oh. and uh, could not keep it together after Cole had interrupted that. Uh, afterwards, we have Naomi, and her topic is to pay one. Mm. Because
2: she also deviated from what the uh, the topic was. Now <laughs> I think it might be Michael Cole, and he's like, "Does she even know what that means?" <laughs> and then, like, like the response that she was given is like, "You know what? She might not know what a toupee is." Yeah, yeah, and
1: that's fine. But hey, one, yeah. So uh, <laughs> afterwards, then Striker actually gets notified saying that I just got notified from people in the back saying that uh now naomi has been disqualified for not staying on topic and then
2: (laughs) it's like what why don't they disqualify the other one too
1: (laughs) no he was like what about janice and then right afterwards then yeah uh striker also gets word that jamie has been eliminated for not staying on topic so at least they are actually enforcing the rules more this season which uh i thought was I thought it was good, and it made it really more uh, entertaining because mm-hmm. because of uh, of of how much the commentary team. Fair man, yeah. Uh, so afterwards, then we have AJ, and her topic is caffeine. Four, yes.
2: She actually, you know, she stuck to what it was about. Her character fits it because she's jittery. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if anybody knows anything <laughs> about caffeine, it's AJ. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four uh, Four for sure and This is the part that uh, pretty much broke Matt Stryker And I died laughing too
0: AJ your topic Caffeine huh. 60 seconds go If anyone knows a thing or two about caffeine It's me Because I don't know if you noticed I bounce everywhere But I don't need caffeine for that natural high I have this business I have this ring I have my passion for everything I do in it that's what gets me up in the morning, not a cup of Joe. And I love this business so much. I've been trying to get here for years. These girls put a big check in their face, and that's why they're here. Great so job. caffeine perks you up. Wait, wait for the beginning. But me, I'm some natural dynamite, baby. There you go. Great job, right. AJ. Yeah. Thank you, Way AJ. To go, AJ. Woo. Oksana, awesome. please step forward. I need some natural dynamite in my life. Take the microphone.
1: I don't know if you caught it. Did you catch this line by Punk? So she said that she's a stick of dynamite in her promo. And afterwards, then uh, the commentators applaud, you know, her promo saying like, this is that that's how you cut a promo. And then Punk sneaks in there. Well, I guess I really do need some natural dynamite in my life. Nice. So uh, at that point, Matt Stryker hears that on his headset and just dies he cannot keep it together and <laughs> just really starts corpse laughing uh in the ring and all the commentators like understood the reference and just nice. were, uh, were really laughing uh and then it the laughs just keep coming because then oksana and her topic is llama <laughs> and like she didn't know what a llama
2: was yeah one because uh <laughs> i mean like they were she was trying he's like a llama it's kind of like Kind of like camel. What's a camel? She's like camel. Like she just didn't know what nothing was. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. So
1: one, because you didn't know what it was.
2: She tried. He tried to give her a hint, but you know what? One.
1: Yeah. And here also the the participants, the the rookies, are also just like laughing because they they just can't keep it together. Like, this whole segment was oh my gosh. Train wreck. <laughs> then uh, next we get Maxine, and her topic is foot. I gave her a three.
2: Yeah and i like where she was going she went to her generic mm-hmm. i thought a little too fast i thought that there was a there was a, a much more clever way to say that she has her foot over everybody mm-hmm. and she just didn't get there but i like how she tried yeah so i went 3
1: i also like how she's pretty much continuing her uh her feud with with aj at this point too so she was kind of <laughs> she was kind of picking on aj when she was t- yeah she
2: was like yeah i'm gonna stick my foot like on that li- like to to use my foot to step on her over there yeah like, yeah oh, yeah.
1: yeah so yeah i i liked it too yeah consistency that's the key with maxine and then we have uh caitlin and her topic was ignition i gave her a two ooh because okay. she stayed away from most of it mm-hmm.
2: but she got it Like at the end, she said something about ignition. Yeah. So I instead of just giving her one, I gave her that two. Yeah. Now it was also hella funny because she said that she was pitching everybody in their underwear. (laughs) Yes. And and, and then uh she mentions a whole bunch of different people. And CM Punk is like, how come she didn't mention me? I'm basically in my gear.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he also snuck in an innuendo saying, like, well, I'm not wearing any pants, and that's how I watch NXT every week. Yeah. So just throwing a little innuendo in there. Oh my god. So uh afterwards Stryker uh gets the crowd participation and yeah, AJ gets a huge pop. Oksana gets some booze, Maxine gets even more booze, <laughs> Caitlin gets a mixed reaction, and then yeah, AJ. We have
2: our two disqualifies.
1: Yes. Uh yeah, that's the cool cool part is that mm-hmm. they didn't get them uh counted in there. Yeah. AJ had the best one. It was the best one. Yeah. So AJ has picked up her, I believe, second. Yeah, second uh
2: musical chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now to talk talk.
1: Yes. So she uh, she is tied up with Naomi now when it comes to challenge victory points. Yeah, afterwards we uh we go to commercial and when we come back <laughs> punk is still joking around saying like no this is the greatest moment of my life calling nxt <laughs> and uh being able to watch the epic return of michael cole uh afterwards we have our main event of the match or i should say our match main event of the night which is kelly kelly jamie and naomi going up against the team of caitlin mm-hmm. and lay cool so at the start of this match yeah the commentators are still bickering with each other and josh sneaks in there saying that wwe now has 1 million twitter followers mm. so in september two two uh 2010 uh they have that and i looked it up just really quickly and as of this recording they actually have 10.8 million followers so i told myself uh yeah, get, let's get our half k audience to get us to 1 million and uh We'll start catching up to WWE, you know? Man, can we,
2: like, get, to, like, half K, let's just say a half, a thousand. Yes. Just, it's
1: like,
2: can we get, like, 500 first and then a million?
1: Yes. That's where it goes. Yes. That's how the, momentos, the momentum starts at that yep. point. You get 500, <laughs> you get a million. Yes. <laughs> so make it happen, fans, please. <laughs> uh So, yeah, we have Kelly Kelly and Layla starting off the match. Uh, Jamie tags out after oh I should say yeah so Jamie then tags out to uh, Layla and Layla steals Jamie's flower that she had in her hair Mm. and then starts mocking uh, Jamie's uh, weightlifting and strength so Layla does a really good job of just showing her character and her personality and also just like making fun of like her opponent Mm -hmm. to to generate that heat Uh, (laughs) there's a part here where uh, when she was flexing her muscles uh cole had asked punk like oh uh does, did you say that jamie reminds you of a mini big show and then punk's like oh uh, no jamie has more muscles in <laughs> the big show <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was like oh <laughs> for a big show <laughs> but that was before the big show got super yoked i think as of two years ago or something yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean he's
2: back almost looking back to normal but he's not as big as he used to be for shows. oh yeah, yeah yeah
1: but yeah that was a dig at his uh Compadre, there. <laughs> Afterwards, then we uh, hit. We have uh, Jamie hitting a nice body slam on Layla and tags out to Caitlyn. I forgot about the next spot because this is where uh, we're gonna get your assistance here. Where Caitlyn reverses a headlock from Jamie and then pushes her up against the ropes and then hits another big dog Roman Reigns spear. Ooh, ah. <laughs> And uh, Cole mockingly says, "Like spare, spare." I oh, know he did pop for that. <laughs> yeah, he hella pop for it. And uh, even Punk joins in and says, "Like that was the damnedest spare I've ever said." <laughs> in like uh in a Jr. impersonation, man. So uh, yeah, you can clearly tell that they're just having a, having a crack at this whole match here. So in the closing sequence, uh, Michelle McCool actually hits a legit nice belly to belly on Naomi mm-hmm. and. Caitlyn all of a sudden just runs into the ring and tries to make, I guess the pin, but then, uh, McCool tells her to, you know, go back into the corner. You got to get the tag. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Mm -hmm. So once she tags out to Caitlyn, then Caitlyn just kind of goes for the easy pin. Uh, on her back mm-hmm. but then foolishly gets reversed by naomi who every time every time <laughs> especially for a rookie mm-hmm. so naomi gets the crucifix pin and gets the victory at 329 so afterwards then yeah of course understandably lay cool comes in and starts arguing with caitlin and Caitlyn makes the mistakes of uh pushing michelle and then yeah lay cool kind of beat her down <laughs> Michelle had done like a crescent kick as uh, Layla was like holding holding down her leg mm-hmm. and then Vicky comes into the ring and you would think she would kind of defend her but of course she's still also upset at Caitlin and starts yelling at her as she's uh, down on the floor <laughs> and uh, yeah we pretty much closed out the episode where Cole just jokes about CM Punk. Well, you survived your first week on commentary here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you, you'll be coming back next week. Right. And then Punk says like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be back here. And Josh is like, are you serious? You're coming back <laughs> next week. So yeah, they uh, pretty much to close the episode, the way they started it, where they're just, uh, just having, uh, having a laugh as they say on the commentary table. Nice. So yeah, we uh, close out the episode with that. And uh i didn't have too many post match facts other than yeah this is the first six woman tag team matchup in nxt history and we've hit the fifty match uh i should say the fifty singles matches overall in the first thirty one episodes of nxt i will uh i will start it off here and on commentary i oh i last week i was so close to giving it a four but i knew how how entertaining this episode was that I had to reserve my four for <laughs> this episode here. Cause from start, literally from start to finish, this was the commentators episode mm. of, of NXT, you know? Yeah. They ran that one.
2: Um, I'm going to stay with my four mm-hmm. that I gave the, uh, no, I'm not going to stay with my four. I'm going to give them a four. Uh-huh. Cause, uh Cause I was very, very happy with the commentary. I liked the combination of uh punk josh and cole yeah pjc pjc <laughs> yeah they, uh, they make good commentary trio for sure
1: yeah i think it's because it's the balance where in this case cm punk is kind of like your uh color commentator with the in-ring experience he you know what uh who he is who before they are who they are now Corey graves mhm cory graves is just commentary cm punk to be perfectly honest Yeah, yeah 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 yeah, because I think CM Punk, of course, never had a uh, legit color commentator spot on the shows mm-hmm. where he was just in there for some some more color than he does actual <laughs> com- commentary. But yeah, I think you're right where he, uh, where Corey Graves kind of picks up that, mm-hmm. that balance of actually doing the, the color part, but he also brings a lot of uh, insight from a, a performer's perspective.
2: Yeah. That's where uh, I feel like, was that Tower of London dude? Uh, Nigel McGuinness is almost there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Nigel is. Uh, I actually, I say this because I was really loving the the pairing of Corey Graves and Tom Phillips mm. when they were initially on NXT. So when they kind of split them apart, and then we had our current uh, format of uh, Nigel and uh, Morrow and Beth, I. Didn't warm up to Maro, oh, not Maro, um, McGinnis. M- McGinnis at first, but over time he got really, really good. Where you yeah, have
2: to understand him, yeah. Had, like learn to understand him I was I didn't really like, I didn't get his approach or just like understand his tones and inflections. Sometimes it was like, mm.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But then I think with the most recent uh, NXT Takeover and even Worlds Collide, his commentary got really, really good. Where kind of listening back to it after we came from the show. I, I was like, oh, no, this is really good. And at, at that point, too, he was doing commentary with Tom Phillips. So they bounced off of each other really, really well. You know? Mm hmm. Cool. so after that, then I will give matches a two point five. I went uh, I went three. Oh, OK. Nice.
2: Because and I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I felt like this is this is the longest match time that we've had so far this season. I think you're right. I like total. Yes. We're not saying much, but I know it's the most. Yeah. So I went 3.
1: Nice. I I went with my 2.5 because last week I had given it a 2 after you made some really good uh comparisons and I gave it a slightly higher score here because yeah, they the matches were definitely longer mm-hmm. and I really appreciated the effort that the AJ and Maxine match had because kind of comparing it to the kind of greener folks with oksana and jamie from last week that you can definitely tell a different literally what a difference uh, a year of training makes Mm. because they uh these two had a year of about a year experience more than the previous girls and you can definitely see it in their in-ring work and just the way they were selling and they were taking bumps throughout that matchup so i can feel that yeah cool so for production i kind of went back to a three because uh i uh i really like the same thing the booking of the show where it's kind of a slight improvement of everything that they did last week where last week they didn't have that much in-ring work but it was really entertaining on the commentary and and uh the personalities that Mm. the 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 whole cast had but uh this week they did a really good balance of making the, the matches longer and still getting in that uh that good format with the the challenges and just the the promo work that people Mm -hmm. did
2: no i agree i also went um i went three Mm -hmm. this episode was just i mean it was the pre the production as a whole i felt was pretty standard yeah like they didn't go above and beyond or nothing like that but it's not like they did anything wrong so Mm -hmm. I, i just kept it with three
1: yeah nice and yeah, I uh, I give entertainment another four this week because mm. I kind of like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was already pumped from last week's episode and then watching the video package and then really getting into the theme song <laughs> as the show started <laughs> and then being hit with the surprise that CM Punk was coming. I, I just knew that I had, to, mm. I had to watch this show from start to finish and kind of the same points that I had made last week where. They were making the most out of uh, the situation where they probably knew that the show wasn't performing as well. So might as well have fun with it and really uh, make it more fun overall, not just for them, but also for like the uh, the audience as well, because mm. y- you can tell that they were having fun in, in the uh, talk to talk. They were having fun on commentary. And overall, like as as a listener, this is kind of like a kind of like a podcast episode where you could probably just listen to the episode and really enjoy it by itself. You know,
2: mm, I actually went three. Okay. Just cause I felt that the, uh, like the podcast or like the talking points overshadowed, uh, kind of everything else was going on. So it was a, a little disjointed for me, mm-hmm. but I think if I would have just listened to it, I would have liked it better. But yeah, since yeah, I was yeah. watching it too and I was listening to it, I was like, there's something here that's not clicking for me mm, okay and i think i think if i would have just like was just uh treating it like a podcast and was just like working on something and listening to it in the background i'd have been crying laughing the oh whole yeah time. yeah 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 but just watching it as the show that it was i i went three for me
1: yeah yeah and definitely i kind of what we were just saying with punk where he was just sneaking in so many of those like little punch punches and mm-hmm. uh jokes in there that it it just uh it made it a good episode to kind of go back and listen to because i kind of mm. listened to it somewhat twice just to kind of okay, nice. watch it and and then take my notes after so i guess the replay value <laughs> is what i'm trying nice. to say is okay. that it was uh really good in this episode mm, that's a good one <laughs>
2: maybe when maybe one of these uh one of these seasons we'll do like replay value.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. That's,
2: that that might be a, a good category actually.
1: Yeah. Cool. So with that our uh our combined score for this episode is a also a 3.3. 3. Nice. So it kind of evened out to the same thing. So I I guess whatever they're doing it's working because it's showing consistency with mm. the the format and yeah, I think last week and this episode were really entertaining overall and Uh, Yeah, I can't wait to see how the rest of the season goes. I I remember vaguely the key storylines, but it's kind of the same thing. I want to know what the journey leading up to those moments were. I think
2: this season is uh, shaping up to be much more entertainment versus sports entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's still going to be sports entertainment, but the entertainment part is going to be what you're really watching it for this season, I think. Yeah. So it'll be easy, or not easy, but it'll be interesting to see how they respond with that for the um, like, for the remainder of the season. Because what this is episode, uh, 30, three? Yes, three. Yeah. Three so, and, yeah, three I mean, in this season. That's yeah. what, like another 12 more episodes to kind of start eliminating people and stuff like that. So like, I'm interested to see how it's going to turn out
1: yeah i believe at this point then we have two more episodes until the the first elimination so i think they're they're going at a good pace considering that they only have six rookies this season too so Mm, okay yeah hold up so next week's episode is very interesting because i usually try to do some research on what the main event is for the following episode and when I looked up, looked it up, there was blank. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was a mistake where someone had forgotten to put the entry for the the main event or any of the matches. And I realized that there actually are no matches next week. So we'll kind of figure it out. We'll see if we'll cover what is on the show, whether it be challenges or promos or whatever. And we'll cover that. And then we'll probably pick another topic to go over. Maybe I'll reach out on our social media channels to see a topic that people kind of want to talk about. Because we gonna have some
2: space to fill.
1: Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't want to get in the habit of combining episodes because I think th- we're gonna hit this roadblock no matter what when we go to our holiday episodes of future mm. episodes where they don't really do new wrestling. where Oh, uh, when we
2: get to full sale?
1: Yeah, when we get to full sale, there's the holiday episodes where they kind of just, just do... do
2: recaps. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> tonight on nxt
1: <laughs> let's take a look back at the year
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look back at the year that transpired it's like, oh, come on. yeah
1: so we're definitely going to hit that sooner or later so i think we'll do our test run next week to see uh how we want to kind of go over some stuff there but i think uh there was one thing i wanted to talk about oh right So we are approaching our one-year anniversary of this podcast in April. So so it is coming up pretty soon. Not only that, I kind of timed it where our one-year anniversary is also NXT's 10-year anniversary. So I put out recently a poll on Twitter asking some of our supporters what they thought their kind of like NXT Mount Rushmore is. So... I'll give you a couple of minutes to uh, gather your thoughts. But initially I kind of wanted to go with obviously most folks are going to be familiar with the full sale era and kind of name people from there up to the current product. Mm. But I kind of wanted to give a balance of the the seasons that we're covering now and the full sale era and the modern uh, USA era. Mm. So I went with Wade Barrett as my first one because he won the first season Mm. and he was pretty instrumental with making the, uh, I was debating between him or Daniel Bryan and I know Daniel Bryan obviously had a longer run, but of course he has, uh, more of a connection with the main roster. You know what I mean? That he's, he got his starting foot in NXT, but I believe he's broke out more of a um a general main roster guy Wha- Daniel right yeah daniel yeah, Bryan, yeah. yeah yeah so with wade barrett he made the most out of it where he made something out of the the season one cast with the nexus so i think he made more of a standing foot impression by making nxt kind of on that level now what they're trying to do of making it like a a reason to watch the show. You he know was what the I mean? flag bearer. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No,
2: Wade Barrett was the flag bearer. So, so are you picking, like, you're going to pick kind of like your favorite person from each one?
1: No, not from each one, but I, when I put out that poll, a lot of people said, like, my next one would have been Seth Rollins, but a lot of people put Seth Rollins as their first one mm. because they associate NXT with the Full sale era. Mm. But for me, I wanted to at least give Wade Barrett a spot on my Mount Rushmore of, mm. of, of top four because I think that without him and like the whole Nexus storyline that people wouldn't even remember that NXT had the competition seasons. Mm-hmm. So I think he probably made the most out of the the seasons that we're going to be covering with the competition side that I think he deserves a spot on the Mount Rushmore when you come to like the actual impact. I'm not counting.
2: Yeah, no, I I see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm putting him up there as my first one. And Mm -hmm. then next one, I'm putting Seth Rollins, obviously, Mm -hmm. because he is the first NXT champion. And same thing that he gave a lot back where he was bouncing back and forth between staying on NXT, but also doing the whole shield storyline on the main roster when he was uh, transitioning over. Mm hmm. Then this one is uh, this one was hard because I was trying to go between either Sami Zayn or Asuka because mm. I think when it comes to like that era when they finally jumped onto the, the network era of the full sale mm. like when they first started doing the first initial takeovers I want to put both of them on there but this was probably my hardest one where I end up going with uh, Asuka. Mm-hmm. because sammy Zayn definitely put them on the map as far as like being like the workhorse guy mm-hmm. but i don't think he'll uh be remembered as like being the her workhur- the workhorse guy from that era compared to like now we have pretty much the whole roster is like the workhorse person mm-hmm. while oscar of course made the first impression of having the not the longest streak now because Shayna broke that, mm-hmm. but she made that first wave for women to kind of like stand out in NXT and to have that uh, undefeated streak at the time. Mm-hmm. So I think she made probably one of the biggest impact for not only women but just for the NXT product itself at mm-hmm. that point. And then yeah, my last one was also in that mix of am I going to pick Gargano or am I going to pick Champa or am I going to pick Cole? But I think now that I thought about it more, I think I want to go with Adam Cole just because of the longevity that he's had with Undisputed Era and really kind of running with the ball during that whole uh, storyline that they really wanted to go with, with Gargano and Ciampa. Mm-hmm. But I think because of all the injuries aside, I, I think that Adam Cole probably made the most of it and has really grown as a champion because of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so to recap my mount rushmore are wade barrett seth rollins (laughs) oscar and adam cole baby yes uh so obviously you can still pick any of those but from the top of your head who 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 you think in here i'm about to mess you up Uh, all right all right (laughs) so
2: um he's Slater. Ooh, yes. <laughs> He's got to go there. Yeah. I'm going to get Heath Slater on my Mount Rushmore for sure because I feel like when I think of uh just kind of who really kind of was uh of the se- of the season that we've been co- that we've covered totally, mm-hmm. Heath Slater stands out to me the most just kind of being that guy who was like your mid Carter like if I had to break up, if I had to assign a title to each one of those like first kind of seasons, yeah, you would go to like the world title of like Daniel Bryan or Wade Barrett. Uh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. And then I'd say my intercontinental champion of those guys was Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel. Yeah. But Heath Slater was much more of a sports entertainer mm-hmm. and underrated for his work at that time. So yeah. I think Heath Slater goes up there in my Mount Rushmore. And then I'm going to go with, who was your second one? Uh Seth Rollins. You said Seth Rollins. I'm actually gonna throw Sammy Zayn like there. Yeah, yeah. And then I wanna go uh Asuka for sure. No, I don't. I wanna go. I actually wanna pull that back. I wanna go Heath Slater, Osaka, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole. Yes. That's, that's that's where I wanna go with that. That's a really good yeah. Cause Heath Slater appealed to me like at a lot of different levels. Asuka took some like something foreign to success in the WWE mm-hmm. and was very successful. With what she was doing, like Japanese people, rarely do well in the Fed. Yeah, yeah. And then a Japanese woman at that. Yeah. She she, she tore it up. She broke down. I think barriers in a different way for like uh, a lot of those a lot of those women because it was like not only was she on a very long streak she worked really hard at all of those matches like mm-hmm. she even had, I remember she had like good matches with Eve Marie she had good matches with Eve Marie bro she had her out there looking like a million bucks i was like wow
1: she even put over uh what's her face Naomi's tag partner uh the f-
2: uh Ariane yeah yeah
1: yeah or whatever her wrestling name was uh Cameron Cameron yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she
2: put her over dude yeah. like come on bro Oscar could put anybody over. Yeah, Johnny Gargano just kind of like, it's almost like Gargano slash Ciampa. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you got to pick one, I'm going to go with Gargano just because he pulled out the heartstrings a little bit more. Exactly, yeah, just yeah. With his wrestling persona and all that stuff, because Gargano pulled out the heartstrings because he came back from a serious injury. Yeah. Like, the way that he did. and He looks great. Yeah. But, like, Gargano, when I think of NXT... I can't help but to, like, think of Gargano. And at the same time, Gargano represents all of those dudes. Like, he represents, mm-hmm. like, Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, and Neville. and Yeah. Like, he represents all of those in him. Like, Heath Slater represents all of those from, like, the competition. Yeah. Um, Oscar represents, to me, like, all the women. And then Adam Cole represents all the guys who came in and just like one you over being themselves. Like he didn't really have to sacrifice much of his character yeah, yeah, yeah. to fit in or nothing like that. He just had this natural charisma and he represents for like all of those dudes. So he represents for like the ones that you just seen and you were like, I like this dude. Mm-hmm. He represents for the Pete Dunns yep. mm-hmm. and then like the Walters and then like those dudes where you just see them and you like, you got behind them from the jump. Like, I feel like Gargano kind of had to like work on it and his persistence and then, do you know, his shortcomings with on the mic are made made up for with his passion, whereas Cole wins you over with the mic. Yeah. What yeah. he's saying. Like you can't help but to like Adam Cole. So it's like that's who I, I would throw him up on there too for sure. And then the last two are the only uh Grand Slam champs, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they are. So definitely really good criteria to uh to put up there. it's good company. Yeah. I think I was kind of on the same fence now that you were saying Heath Slater because I kind of wanted to put Tyson Kidd up there on mine because he uh he, he is very underrated before NXT full sale started where he was teaming up with uh DH Smith and didn't really get that much spotlight but when NXT started on uh, the network, he was uh in really really good matches mm. And I definitely want to put them up there, but I think it, it just didn't.
2: Like, there are a whole there's lot of so honorable many, mentions. Yeah. yeah there's so like, many honorable mentions. I think. Even then you could have just, you could have had at least like, it was tough for me. because so I was like, I wanted to get another woman up there, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I feel like one woman encapsulates all of them. Well, and yeah, that's Oscar. Yeah. Like you look at her you're just like, yup.
1: Yeah. We that's might dope. actually, we might revise, revise this later and we'll probably do, four men and four women Just, yeah, yeah that'd be dope yeah, yeah okay We'll we'll do that on a uh future episode but we'll also take a look at yours uh your mount rushmore and i'll post the uh post the post the answers on a future post yeah <laughs>
0: So glad you're here. The show I, this show, is bad with or without you, but thank you for coming. A-A-J. I thought Francine was going to win. Maxine Remind, reminds me of what what did I say? Me. Uh, Someone so else. You're so, Punky, but somehow, survived the hour, well, almost an hour. What do you think? Uh, I think this is the greatest night of my life. I mean, you get, you get star studded action, you get beautiful women. What more could you ask for? CM, what's your thoughts on Caitlin? Oh. The CM. <laughs> I think, I think Kaylin's being pulled in many, many directions, you know? I, I think she's I, I, she's got Lay Cool there, she's got Vicky Guerrero. Oh, a spear! A spear! 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 It was the damnedest spear I've ever seen. Well, Pop, there you go. Your first week of NXT under your belt. We'll see you next week. Certainly, it won't be my last. I will be here next week with Bells on. Really, you're coming yes. back? I am coming back, 100 guaranteed. Ladies and gentlemen, NXT. And this is CM Punk for Michael Cole. We will see you next week. Shut up, Josh.
1: So, thanks again for listening. And again, yeah, my uh, my only plug this week is again the podcast, and that we are going to do our Art of the Bay show. If you're out here in the East Bay. California and that will happen on June 13th this summer. Yeah, buddy. Cool. Did you uh, have any shout outs this week? I don't. Mine is to uh, Mr. Tyson Kidd slash blanking out in his remit, uh, TJ Wilson. There we (laughs) go. (laughs) Mr. Wilson, you get a shout out again this week. Nice. (laughs) And I love cats, so. There you go. (laughs) Keep doing things, buddy. Awesome. All right. thanks again for listening and we will check you out or, no, that sounds weird.
2: <laughs> no, nah, we're right. not. We're nope. not checking anybody out. All right. Uh, we will we'll see. catch you next time. All right?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, when you think of the, the wording for that, we'll catch you next time, that also doesn't matter. Yeah, because yeah. you ain't getting away. Yes. <laughs> All right. See you later. <laughs> uh.